This segment of the Cliff Notes Podcast is sponsored by the Maryville Forum Sports Section. The Maryville Forum provides coverage of the Maryville, Platte Valley, Nottoway Valley, Worth County, and Northwest Missouri State football teams each week in print and digital. The Forum is proud to cover all sports for Maryville, Platte Valley, North Nottoway, Northeast Nottoway, Nottoway Valley High Schools, and Northwest Missouri State University. A year-long subscription to the Forum is only $35. Go to MaryvilleForum.com to get yours today. Coming up on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 4 pregame show, Bishop LeBlanc and St. Joe Christian lock up for the first time ever on the football field. Plus, Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane will join me to discuss all things 8-man football. And we'll run down all the scores and schedules in 8-man football. All that and so much more on the Cliff Notes Podcast, Week 4 Pregame Show. And welcome everybody back to the 8-man portion of the Cliff Notes Podcast, Week 4 Pregame Show. I am your host, Clifton Grooms. On our segment today, we got interviews with both Bishop LeBlanc head coach Chuck Davis and St. Joseph Christian head coach Troy Shank. And we got a breakdown of all things 8-man football with Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane. Let's not waste any time. Let's get on to the show and we're going to run down all the scores of eight-man football in week three. Bishop LeBlanc in a shootout moves on to 3-0 and in the season by taking out Donovan West out of Kansas, 56-50. Santa Fe over St. Joe Christian, 68-18. In a battle of number one versus number two, Stanbury edges out King City, 34-32 was the final score there. North Andrews, 70. Pattonsburg, 20. That will give the Cardinals their first win of the regular season. Albany 40, Mound City 32, Worth County all over Schuyler County 80 to 12, East Atchison shuts out South Holt 48 to nothing, Platte Valley over Nottoway Valley in a battle of the Valley 54 to 26, and then Southwest Livingston over to Cab 90 to 40 in a, in a late scheduled game, Rockport 72, Concordia 34 is the final score, score there. Those are your week three scores. We're going to get on with the week four schedule here after a quick commercial break. You're listening to the Cliff Notes Podcast week four pregame show. And welcome everybody back to the eight-man portion of the week four pregame show here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. Let's go ahead. Let's run down the uh, week four schedule. And we're going to begin with a battle in the city of St. Joseph as Bishop LeBlanc will visit St. Joe Christian in a first-time ever matchup. On the gridiron, Bishop LeBlanc, the longtime 11-man staple, moved to to 8-man football in 2019. That same season, St. Joe Christian combined with Northland Christian to move to 11-man football for two seasons before coming back to the 8-man world this season. So I figured, you know, with St. Joe Christian coming back, Bishop LeBlanc is now in 8-man football. I feel like, you know, scheduling this game really makes sense. I talked to both coaches about that on numerous occasions. And speaking of both coaches, we're going to hear from them here in just a minute, beginning with Bishop LeBlanc head coach Chuck Davis. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We're continuing on with our week four pregame show. We are here with the head coach of the Bishop LeBlanc Golden Eagles. That would be Chuck Davis. Coach, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to have you, Coach. Um, Moved on to three and zero on the season, oh, with a fifty six to fifty shootout win over Donovan West on Friday from the other side from the side. Of- Coach, um, just walk us through that entire ball game. That was a tough one. Uh, we knew going in they were big and physical. 
uh, they had a lot of size up front that we had kind of a hard time dealing with. Um, you know, starting out the game, they marched right down the field like our defense was made out of butter, scored, and, uh, you know, but our guys answered the call. It, both teams got pretty fired up. Coaches were all hollering like we do. It, it was a fun time on Friday, but luckily it was one of those – you know, the team that gets one or two stops wins the game, and we found ourselves in a fortunate position late and got a big four-down stand late in the fourth and, and uh, knelt the timeout. So uh, they gave us all we wanted, though, that's for sure. Well, um, Coach, I know that you guys uh, you guys haven't won really close games this season besides that one. Is it is it good to get that kind of a game at, underneath your belt this early in the season? Yeah, absolutely. That was – that was a very complete team, I would say. Um, you know, Pattonsburg is is more of a finesse style, and so that ended up being a who could out finesse who type game. North Andrew was was all power, um, and so that was kind of power versus finesse. But Donathan West had a little bit of both. Uh, their their quarterback's super athletic out of the backfield, and their line up front was huge. So I think it is good. It's a good test to see how you can respond in a game that goes back and forth and back and forth because late in the fourth quarter, you know, everybody on both teams is a little banged up. It kind of turned into a who can outgrind who a little bit. So I think we'll be better off for that in the long run. Oh, absolutely. Definitely with the uh, competition coming up also. So um, coach uh, this week, it's a first time ever matchup, at least to my knowledge in football, um, LeBlanc and St. Joe Christian are going to be hooking up for the first time I know when you guys went to eight man, they went to eleven man, and then they just came back to eight man this season. So, um, just uh, your thoughts on facing Saint Joe Christian for the first time? Just your thoughts on them overall as a team, and what can we expect on Friday? Man, I'm excited. I know they're they're a, a younger squad, um, but they're doing the right things, and you can see they're getting better every week. And they've they've had a tough schedule thus far, so I would like to see this kind of become like an in-town rivalry. You know, I've always – that was always kind of the bummer. When we were 11, man, it was like Lafayette and Benton are so much bigger than us, even though they're two other MEC schools. You know, it wasn't it wasn't like there was a lot of rivalry there because they're rivals with each other. And then Central, obviously, we didn't play them, so they're out of the equation. But I can see the LeBlanc-St. Joe Christian matchup being something that people look forward to and get excited about. And You know, it's, well, a mile away from each other, so – I'm I'm very excited for Friday. Absolutely, definitely. Uh, what um, anything like what what do they look like? Like what do, what have you seen on film on them that like you know maybe that you should be that you're kind of maybe looking out for? Well, they got a Friday. they got a quarterback that can move a little bit. He's pretty good. Um, runs the ball hard. They they got a lot of two way players like we do. Um, they got a couple offensive linemen. I don't know their names, but. Number 86 is a bruiser. If I see him pancake one more kid on film, uh, I'm telling you, he can move. And he get, he gets out there and blocks hard. Um, so I think we're going to have our hands full a little bit here. Uh, but, again, they, they do have some youth out there. And um, I, don't know, I think they're coached the right way. They do the right things. And uh, their kids play hard for them. So it should be a good one. Absolutely. I think it should be really exciting. I'll be there on Friday. So, uh Coach, thank you so much for coming on the podcast once again, and uh, good luck to you and your boys on Friday, and um, I'll see you out there. 
All right, brother. I appreciate it. And that was Bishop LeBlanc head coach Chuck Davis there. Also, we had an opportunity to talk with the other head coach. That is the head coach of the St. Joseph Christian Lions. That would be Troy Schenk. Our conversation with him starts now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We're continuing on with our eight-man football preview here, previewing this first-time-ever matchup on the gridiron between Bishop LeBlanc and St. Joe Christian. I have with me right now the head coach of the Lions, Troy Schenk, is back with us. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great, Clifton. Thanks for having me back again. Um, yeah, looking forward to tomorrow night's game, and um, you know that's that's why that's why football's played is just Friday night lights, and so we're looking forward to a matchup with LeBron. Absolutely. Before we talk about that game, though, let's go back a week, um, Coach. Um, you guys are getting, you guys are definitely getting there. You guys are definitely getting better, but um, uh, still another loss on the win column to Santa Fe, sixty-eight to eighteen was the final score. Um, Coach, just uh, your thoughts on the game? Yeah, they uh, they're a good football team. They had a lot of um, good players um, all across the board. Um, they kind of came out and and hit us in the mouth a little bit and uh, scored some points early. And then, but you know what? Our guys fought back, and so they fought the whole game. Um, they had two really good ball carriers. Um, were hard to tackle. Um, were big physical kids and fast. And so um, our kids grew up a lot I think in that game and uh, we learned a lot of lessons from it and we had you know a couple of our practices week were two of our best practices we've had all year so um, you know I commend I commend the young guys for coming back and fighting um, in the face of adversity well definitely that's a def, that's definitely a good story to hear uh, definitely it's all about getting better every single week so uh, coach um, like I mentioned earlier week four you guys are at home uh, first time ever matchup on the gridiron against Bishop LeBlanc. Um, the same year in 2019, whenever LeBlanc went to eight-man football, you guys went to 11-man football for a couple of years. And then now um, LeBlanc's still in eight-man football. St. Joe Christian's back in eight-man football. It seems like this is a matchup that had to happen. So, um, Coach, just uh, your thoughts on the scouting report for Bishop LeBlanc and what can we expect on Friday? Yeah, Bishop LeBlanc is having a great season. Um, their coaches are doing a great job. They've got um, a lot of really good players with a lot of speed. And um, their quarterback's, um, you know, a really great player. And so, you know, we our, our work is cut out for us. Um, LeBlanc is undefeated, and they're having a great season. And, um, you know, our guys are preparing hard um, for this matchup tomorrow night. Well, definitely, I'll definitely be there for this first-time matchup. So, uh, Coach, I'll get to meet you for the first time in person. So, um, Coach, um, good luck to you guys tomorrow night against Bishop LeBlanc, and I look forward to seeing you guys. Thanks, Clifton. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much, Troy Shank of the St. Joseph Christian Lions, for coming on the show. Other matchups at 8-Man Football include Osceola at Stanbury, King City at Pattonsburg, Albany at Worth County, Northland Christian at North Andrew, East Atchison at DeKalb, Platte Valley at South Holt, Rockport at Nottoway Valley, Southwest Livingston at Mound City, and then Stewartsville Osborne. They are going to be at Keatsville and a non-conference game there. To talk about some of these matchups and more, we had an opportunity to bring on once again Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane, the eight-man football extraordinaires. To talk about all things eight-man football, here's my conversation with Devin and Anthony right now. And we're here on the Clip Dust Podcast. This is our eight-man portion of the Week 4 pregame show. And, of course, I couldn't have an eight-man Week 4 pregame show without having the two extraordinaires of eight-man football, 
That would be Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane. Uh, gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Always happy uh, to be here. Uh, absolutely. I'm happy for you guys to be here. Uh, gentlemen, um, last week uh, we had number one versus number two, which Devin was able to go to live. And um, gentlemen, um, just uh, your thoughts on that ball game. Um, yeah, I'll go first with this one. Um, really fun football game. Uh, a lot of defense being played. Offense is kind of a struggle just because both D-lines are really, really good. Uh, um, the real turning point, a couple big turning points, um, Stanbury was up a touchdown going into the halftime. They had the ball inside the five-yard line. There at the end of the half had three timeouts, only got three plays off um, for the end of the clock, so maybe a missed opportunity for a touchdown there for Stanbury in the, end of the first half. And then third quarter – First drive, Stanbury had uh, their best their best lineman, Austin Colvin, went out with an injury. Uh, still don't have an update of where how serious it kind of was. He was on the sidelines still walking around, so I'm not sure exactly how serious it was. Uh, but once he went out, uh, King C was able to move the ball a little bit more on offense. I think Parker Muff had about 40, 45 yards in the first half. He finished with about 201, uh, just over 200. So he really got going after Colvin went out. Um, and then the biggest play in the second half was probably – uh, Stanbury was up by like four points. Um, King City was driving though. It was about to take the lead in the game. And then uh, Tyler Swayback had a sack strip um, leading to it, leading to a touchdown on that play that really swung momentum. Stanbury went up by 10 points and we were able to hold on for a win there versus King City. So it was a really good football game. Two like heavyweights going toe to toe. I said earlier today that it reminded me of uh, Mountain City Southwest Livingston last year in week three or four where it was two of the best teams in the state going head-to-head. And then um, I didn't drop the loser for losing that game because they played so well in it kind of deal. Um, if both these teams can stay healthy, which would killed Mountain City last year, if these teams can stay healthy, this could have been a preview for the state championship in Como um, in early December. Um, yeah, and from the outside looking in, I think I read about this in my review, was the play of Austin Swayback. Um, and, you know, I talked about in the review that he's not really a guy you point to um, to really rack up the yards and touchdowns and things like that. Um, I was impressed with the way that King City had kind of slowed their running game outside of him. Uh, you know, Tucker Schieber, uh, a decent game, but for him it was almost what you would say is a bad game. Um, and the other thing I took away from this was I, I was concerned about the King City defense because even last year um, we saw many times when they play good teams – uh, you know, they give up a ton of points. Um, I, you know, even a Worth County team last year that was decimated by injury and guys leaving the team and things like that, you know, they gave up a ton of points to them. So I think to me, that was the most impressive part. Um, and really, I think we leave this knowing that it's 1A, 1B, um, and either team could probably be the one, the A or the B. Um, you know, if they played 10 times, maybe it's five wins a piece. Um, but, you know, I think – or I was excited to see that these two teams played well um, and that it wasn't, you know, a blowout one way or another. Um, and I think uh, it's what's going to make the GRC exciting because you have those top two teams. Um, and you have Worth County who hasn't played a conference game yet. You have North Andrew getting healthy again. Um, and then, you know, Albany struggled against Danbury, but they're still a feisty team. Um, so those two teams, they still got a tough road ahead of them. Um, but 
clearly they're the best two teams we've seen. Yeah, and just to follow up that real quick, it's not often that a highly anticipated matchup that's been anticipated for about a month to two months ahead of time lives up to the billing. That's what I was really excited about for two teams that we had built over the summer as the best two teams in the state kind of going into this year, how it lived up to the hype a little bit for that long of, of uh, anticipation for it was really fun for me to see personally. Um, really fun game to do. Well, definitely. I think I wouldn't be surprised if those two teams met later on down in the season with a lot more on the line than just uh, a regular season matchup. So um, Anthony, real quick, I, w- I didn't want to forget about your game. I know that your game was a little <laughs> bit more lopsided. Last week, talking about East Atchison and South Holt. Just real quick, your thoughts on that game. Well, and I think it, it kind of goes hand in hand with the game we were just talking about. Um, because as far as the teams I've seen so far this year, I think East Atchison could beat either one of them. Um, and I think we saw some of that last year when them and Stanbury played each other. Those were really, really fun defensive games um, for those of us that enjoy that. Um but that defense, it's just they're they're big, they're strong, they're fast. Um, and, you know, I thought going into Friday night's game, you know, I thought maybe there's a 20-point difference in the teams. Um, and I knew that South Holt was going to struggle offensively. I just didn't expect them to get shut out um, and for that game to end in the third quarter. Um, but I left that looking at EA as – maybe the third best team in the state uh, offensively um, they're not real explosive um, but Josh Smith uh, is really impressive running the football and then you had Kalen Merriweather uh, and a few other guys uh, you know Graves had a touchdown catch um, so they have enough offensively um, to kind of get them there um, but it'll be the defense that you know, we'll decide how far they get. And if any of these teams, uh, mostly King City, Drexel, uh, you know, teams like Stanberry, if they can figure them out, uh, I'd be impressed. Um, but I think, you know, it's a 2014 type of game mm-hmm. with any of these teams just because that defense is – they have the size and they have the speed. And it's, it's just really hard to do anything against them. You know, it's we're going into week four. The only touchdown they've given up was when their JV was in the game. And an eight-man football, I don't care who you're playing, that's mm-hmm. impressive. Yep. Completely agree. And going off on East Ashton real quick, a couple other guys. I know we mentioned Merriweather and Smith a lot with them. But they had two Graves kid and Braden and Bo who were both pretty good. And then on defense as well, um, the little guy, Jarrett Spinato, little secondary player they got, he's really a fun player to watch. Um, really instinctful on defense. He's kind of jittery on offense as well really good in short intermediate spaces, uh, making guys miss. And then a couple guys up front in Charlie Litherberry and um, Aaron Schluter really anchor their line play that I want to give them a shout-out. Uh, a couple of former linemen there. Um, there for East Action, who are both really good. The line, I, like my, I like my line. I like points score, but I can give the big guys some um, do. I know um, Schluter, he actually has 24 tackles and seven tackles for loss already this year through the first three weeks. He's a really tough uh, matchup up front, so they need him – Later on the year when they play teams like Stanbury in week eight, which should be a, a fun football game there um, heading in, into the future. And I think EA has Rockport in week five, who right now is ranked. So that'll be a highly anticipated game just because of the rankings there. Um, I, I think EA is head and shoulders the best team in the 275 right now. Absolutely. Definitely. That should be that should be fun there. But, gentlemen, let's go ahead. Let's move to this week. Um, 
I know a game that I'm going to, you know, may not be the sexiest game on paper, but, um, you know, two of um, two eight-man football teams are playing for the first time ever. It seems like, you know, when Bishop LeBlanc moved to eight-man football, St. Joe Christian moved up to 11-man football. But now both of our Christians back in eight-man football, um, it kind of made sense. I thought in my mind when I first heard about this move to really schedule these two teams together. Um, just um, real quick, just your thoughts on just this matchup. LeBlanc is really good. Um, and St. Joe Christian is not. Um, <laughs> I know that's blunt, um, but, you know, they, they've struggled. Um, you know, they lost by 22 to North Main Christian, who since week one has really not been great uh, result-wise. Now they've played some decent teams, but um, it just shows that St. Joe Christian has a long ways to go. Um, and we'll see if they can get there at some point. Um, LeBlanc. Um, the, you know, they had a tough game last week uh, against, you know, Donovan West, um, but they scored 56 points. And I would imagine that same sort of scoring this week. Um, it's just they're, they're not comparable at the moment. Yeah, it's going to be a tough game for St. Joe Christian this one. I mean, I'm not sure. I know Reggie Love had a little injury in the last game versus Donovan West. But even without him, they might be able to give him a week off there and kind of rest him up because they can next week on the road for LeBlanc. Uh, it's a really big, could be a match, ranked matchup down south uh, with LeBlanc traveling there. But it's really cool to see two inner city teams be able to play like that. Um, it's one of the closest rivalries we have in eight man, uh, just behind Concordia and St. Paul Lutheran, which is just a little bit closer, but like a half a mile um, there over Concordia. So it's, yes, I know weird things, Anthony. I know, I'm sorry. I know geography that's weird <laughs> stuff, but it's a good time there uh, for LeBlanc and St. Joe Christian to kind of get that little in city rivalry kind of maybe brewing a little bit. It shouldn't be much of a rivalry right now because LeBlanc's a little bit better, but it's kind of cool going forward and maybe they can play each other each year and maybe build something going forward with it. And then um, another matchup that I want to take a look at real quick, um, Albany, Albany is making the visit to uh, Worth County. I know uh, Albany's been, you know, Albany's kind of been a little bit in the middle of the pack, really, as far as the GRC, but this is, I know they had a rough time with Stanbury a couple weeks ago, but um, able to get back on the horse against Mount City. Um, any um any thoughts on this matchup between Albany and Worth County? Um, I think the interesting part of this one is that Worth County has had a very um, easy schedule um, outside of South Holt Week One, and you know South Holt we've seen is a team that is a decent team, but probably not as good as kind of we thought they may be going into it. Um, and since since then, it's been a couple of seventy point victories. Um, so that'd be an interesting part of this one is will, you know, how will they handle a tougher opponent um, after not seeing one in a while? That said, it'll be interesting, too, to see um, what Albany has because, you know, in their one really tough matchup this year, they lost by 50. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with Anthony on this one. And just a couple of teams here who are – I think Worth County is the top half of the GRC team. I think they're right now sitting – uh, a close third behind Stanbury and King City. But for them to kind of prove that spot, they need to beat teams like Albany and North Andrew. And based on what Stanbury did in week two, they need to do it in convincing fashion as well to kind of show that they could, they're in that same tier with them. So I'm very intrigued to see how it just kind of plays out a little bit. I will say one thing about Albany um, Coach Fountain is one of, if not the best, like schematic and like disciplined coaches in eight man. Uh, a lot of coaches around the state have a lot of respect for him. So if he can, figure a couple of things out they did wrong versus Stanberry and get things straightened out. 
Um, they can really give Worth County trouble just schematically with that stuff. And the way they play could be a tough matchup. So I'm just kind of intrigued at how that game kind of plays out. Then, uh, anything else I'm really – I know there's some games down south that um, are pretty interesting. Do um, you guys have anything else, like anything um, – any other matchups in eight-man football that we should keep an eye on? Maybe, maybe a sleeper game? Okay, I'll go first. The game I'm going to will be Knox County at Northwest Hughesville. Uh, so Anthony and I went over to Knox, just a short little three-hour drive there and a three-hour drive back um, last Saturday to watch them play Northland Christian. And we were both kind of um, pleasantly surprised with Knox County, um, a little bigger up front than we kind of expected, pretty couple of good athletes, especially with Branson Miller there. So I'm going to go watch them play Northwest Hughesville, who is probably the best one and two team in the state right now with real two losses coming to North Shelby and St. Paul Lutheran. Uh, both close games there for them. So I think Hughesville is still a good team. Uh, but this is kind of a must-win for Hughesville. They have a pretty tough schedule coming up here uh, next few weeks. Um, so I think it's going to be a really fun, interesting game to kind of see two teams from different parts of the state kind of play each other uh, and kind of give us a gauge in those middle of um, teams between like 10 and 20 in the state, how they're going to kind of rank themselves out. And then Archie Jasper is also very interesting. Uh, a game that I considered going to, but decided to go to Hughesville instead. Uh, if Jasper wants to compete at the top of the Wemo, they first had to beat Archie. Uh, they lost a tough one to Lockwood at a conference a couple weeks ago that Anthony went to. I think Jasper's still a solid team, but they need to beat a good team like Jas like Archie to kind of show they belong maybe in that top 10 discussion going forward. Yeah, and that's – I'll talk about Jasper and Archie too, just, you know, the two teams I've seen this year. Um, both are, are surprisingly uh, big and athletic um, and not something we've seen a lot from the South. Um, since they've moved, you know, since those teams started moving down. Um, I think um, this is going to be a little better than I think a lot of people may think. Um, Jasper is extremely athletic, especially in their backfield. Uh, and But the one issue that may hold them back this year is the loss of their starting quarterback. Um, they're starting a freshman quarterback, um, started towards ACL um, in week one. Um, so I saw him a little bit um, in that Lockwood game and kind of his first start. Really athletic kid. I think he has a bright future down there. Um, so we'll see if he's progressed and gotten a little more comfortable there. And the same can be said with Archie. Um, again, young kids, really athletic, uh, impressive. Um, but, again, two teams that really – we don't really know what to expect just because of the youth. Um, the, yep. the talent is there on both sides. Um, so this, that'd be a fun game. Um, I, I don't know who I give the edge to maybe Archie, just because the last few years we've seen it from them. Um, mm -hmm. but I think Jasper's one of those teams down South that has a bright future, um, that'll kind of boost the South a little bit. And then just two games in this area that are a little bit, are pretty interesting for some local people. Um, I think Platte Valley South Holt might be a battle for the second best team, the 275. Just kind of interesting if South Holt can kind of bounce back from last week's loss to EA and Platte Valley. Um, rebounding last week being Norway Valley and the Battle of the Valley was interesting as well. The Norway Valley, they play Rockport as well. I think Rockport wins that game. I just want to see how Norway Valley kind of bounces back after a couple of tough losses as well. So there's a couple of good games at 275. I'm not sure how good those teams actually are, but it's, uh, this is a good week to kind of um, siphon out who ranks where in the 275. I think it's be very interesting in that conference this week as well, just to see where everybody kind of sorts themselves out to. But gentlemen, yeah, I want to – With a healthy – Go ahead, Anthony. Sorry, real quick. Uh, but I was going to say, you know, just with a healthy Platte Valley with Carter Luke back, 
Um, he's been really impressive this year. Um, and I think maybe a fresh voice at the coaching position has helped them a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, Aiden Blackford is a kid I really liked as a freshman last year at Northwest Nottoway. Um, and he seems to be catching on and getting more comfortable um, in his new position. Um, and really, I, I was high on South Holt. Um, but last week, I was really disappointed in the way they finished that game or didn't finish. Um, you know, once EA started rolling, um, they kind of rolled over. Um, that's not something I've seen from a Josh Peterson team uh, since I started covering them. Um, so I think they should come back this week with a little more urgency. Um, if they don't, um, then, you know, Platte Valley has enough talent that they could also beat them. So, so Gentlemen, thank you both so much again for coming on. Um, and um, good luck to um, good luck to you guys um, covering your games this week. And uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you. Thanks, Cliff. That was Devin, Devin Alberton and Anthony Crane of 8-Man Football, Missouri 8-Man Football. You can check out all their work at mo8manfootball.com. Definitely check them out. They're a great resource for all things 8-Man Football. That is it for our third segment. We got one more segment left as we dive into the state of Kansas. We got a couple of interviews with Riverside Head Coach Bryce Payton and Mar Hill Mount Academy Head Coach Brandon Wilkes. And we'll talk, talk to those two guys and run down the Kansas schedule on our last segment of the Week 4 pregame show.